What's up, what's up, y'all? Um, welcome to a break-in. We are talking about the 53-man roster and the 16-man practice squad, which I've been waiting for to do this Eagle podcast. What's going on, y'all? It's your man, Lita Johnson, the host with the most. So have a toast. How are y'all doing? Um, it's an impressive roster, man, especially the um, Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. Howie is flexing his muscles. Flexing his muscles, man. Really flexing them. Um, traded Jalen Rager for a 2023 um, 7th round pick and a conditional 5th round pick in 2024. Was able to get that. Was able to get that. Like, I mean, because it felt like, and I think Howie already had these deals on the table. He was just seeing what was the best deals. I mean, he could have easily did it in the middle of training camp. When you when deals like this, it was already hype around him being traded, and then the hype just disappeared. When that happens, it's still on the table. He just ain't flexing it right now. Seeing how he plays, seeing how much he can get, seeing him being camp, how many people are gonna see him. He could have been traded, Jalen Reagan. So let's go with the. So we know Gardner Minshew, which is a great backup. He can win games. He's the type of backup that can win a Super Bowl. Yes, he's the type of backup that can win a Super Bowl. How how come he can't? Jeff Hosteller did it. Backups can win Super Nick Foles did it. What makes Nick Foles and Jeff Hosteller so much more equipped over Gardner Minshew to win the Super Bowl? All you need is the right offensive weapons. All you need around a backup quarterback is the right weapons, right coach to be to, to design an offense for that backup quarterback. And that's what um, Peterson did for Nick Foles. He designed it for it to work for him. But we know Nick Foles is not a starting quarterback for the season. He had a good season one time, and after that, it was just he's just not that he's not built like that. He's, a, he's a, I love Nick Foles, great guy, guy fearing man. But we talking about football for sixteen games or even ten games. He's not a Pro Bowl guy. He had that one Pro Bowl year where he came, flexed his muscle, good arm, um, twenty seven touchdowns, like I said, two interceptions. But he never could do it again. But he's the type of guy who can make a good stretch with a good offense and good coach. That's all happened. And Gardner Minshew is the type of guy that complete passes at a high rate, can get touchdowns, can make plays. He's a talented young quarterback backing up Jalen Hurts. So that was just a good move. Um, Ian Brooks also was a guy claimed. Um, with Rager being gone, maybe that puts Brooks at number three, who was a Notre Dame quarterback, successful Notre Dame quarterback, threw over 30 touchdowns. One season. Um, of course, the top three guys, Gainwell, Scott, and, and Sanders are there. Of course, you got Zach Pascal now who's going to take Jake, Jalen Rager's spot. But what do they do? Are they going to bring up Colby? Are they going to bring up Kane? Is, going, is Allen coming up? Because all three of them are on the practice squad. Looking at wide receivers, um, after at, at the wide receivers, tight ends. Looking at um, Dallas Goddard, Grant Caltera is a good talent, and I'm glad he's on there. He could be a guy that could line up. I mean, I don't think they'll give him too much. Well, it could happen because in the Eagles teams, man, since since the Chad Lewis days, you know, L.J. Smith and, you know, uh, Brent Selleck and um, L.J. Smith or Brent Selleck and um, Zach Ertz, I mean – Eagles like to use multiple tight ends, sometimes three. 
Jack Stowe is a good blocker. He can be that extra blocker. I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a you know solid catcher, but more of a blocker like Richard Rodgers was. I think that's good to have those young guys in there with Dallas Goddard. I really like the offensive tackles. So Andre Dillard, Jordan Mulata, um, Blaine Johnson, and Jack Driscoll. That's a very talented attack, offensive tackle unit, good enough. Anything, if you want your quarterback to be good, if you want him to be successful, you're going to have to get tackles that can block that man's blind side, left and right side. And I think they have good guys right there. I mean, you can't ask for a better. Driscoll was already talented when they drafted him, already highly talented. Dillard, first-round draft pick at the time, his best tackle in that draft. Uh, Malata was a great developmental player, 6'8", almost 400 pounds, great athlete. Lane Johnson, the same thing. So they have that is a very good unit. Suwai Petter and Josh Seals. You know, Josh Seals is versatile. Suwai Petter has always been a guy that they like. I think he can come in there and start and do his thing. But Isaac Siamala and um and um Landon Dickerson, man. I mean, this is a very good five. And it's a it's a young five. I mean, you got Kelsey, but you have a monster like Jurgens backing him up. Jurgens can even go to guard if you want him to do that. This is a very good offensive line unit. It's really good to have this type of elite line. Like, if you put Cam Jurgens in there and you put Driscoll and you put Dillard in there and you could put a Petta and Seals in there, that's still a B, that's still a B group. Still a B group. That's a good group. Like, it could start all season. I'm confident. That group right there can start all season. Jurgens, Dillard. And Driscoll will be the top three standouts of their unit. But it's, I mean, Alpetta is good. I mean, that's a good unit, man. That backup unit is, it can start. Some people said the bottom half, best teams in the league, they can start. I think it's a B group. I think it's an A-plus group right here. Um, Malata and Johnson, man, they're so athletic. And, and then you look at Dickerson. Look at Siamala uh, and his, um, his talents. His, his experience of being a Super Bowl winner, the, the ability to play all five positions. And Dickerson is just real good. He's going to be a pro bowler. And you look at Kelsey. Like, this is a this is a very hard lineup to mess with for four quarters. I was I was telling him, like, if, if you have an elite defensive line, they're going to still have work to do against this lineup. You still got Kelsey, Johnson, and Siamalu, all Super Bowl guys. And the other guys are Dickerson and Malata. Like, Jesus. It's a good it's a good group, very good offensive line group Stalin has, and I think this is probably the most ready depth position to, to play right now on this team. If you look at this position, you're talking about looking at all ten players. All ten. I think they all are ready to play. And can contribute right now. If one guy gets hurt, you can put another guy in. Seals is like almost the Siamala of 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 the backup group. So you look at um um Andre Dillard and it's like he's more of the he's more of the uh, Malata of that group. Driscoll is not Johnson, but Driscoll is very impressive, very impressive. So this is a real good group. Then the defensive line. This is why I'm just gonna break down why so much hype. Man, it's hype crazy about this team. I mean, the team didn't even have to get this deep. I mean, when they signed A.J. Brown, people was already on this team. Like, this team is ready to – even without Bradbury, people was already like, they, they better than Dallas. And 
this is a good roster and this roster is impressive. They were already jumping on the hype train. Then when they got Bradbury, it was over with. This is this is the roster that everybody's been. Now they got Chad, uh, you know, CJ, CGJ. You know, um, Chad Gardner Johnson is one of the guys who's one of the rough, aggressive talkers, hitters, players. He just we need that type of energy in the locker room and on the field anyway. I mean, just besides his playing, he's his energy. So I always say to me, I know you got to have the offense and the total, total defense, but the game is one of the trenches, offensive line, defensive line. If Philadelphia, I, I wouldn't call it, you know, I just want to see the, the play first. Philadelphia definitely has a top three offensive line. You know, you can have your opinions, but it's not, it's only two, it can only be two teams. <laughs> it's only about two line offensive line groups who are better than the Eagles or, or can be considered better than the Eagles who can fight for their position. And, all, and Dallas is not one of them. So let's just talk about the Dallas Cowboys situation. It's not one of them. Brandon Graham being back is not even hyped up as it should be. Like, him back, it's going to open up so much for Josh Sweat. Like, Josh Sweat, I expect him to have a super year, one of the best defensive players in the league. Like, and nobody's talking about that like they should, man. I always said, I remember my guy Ed Kratz, shout out to Ed Kratz, Sports Illustrated. Um... I was telling him, even when Josh Sweat was, was drafted, I said, this guy was one of the top 10 players in the high school football, and you have to account that because this is how players are looked. Don't look at high school and say you can't do it. You have to do it because look now. This guy was a, a monster at Florida State. You know, he had a couple of, you know, injuries, but he was dead. And look where he is now. New contract, one of the best young defensive linemen in the league. Taron Jackson. They drafted him last year in their good draft class. Super pass rusher, good all around defensive end. He's gonna he's gonna surprise. Derek Barnett, we know what he can do. He's a Super Bowl winner. You have to account for that. The only reason people knock him is because they expect him to be um, comparable to Reggie White. Which realistically, right now you can't say it, but his career isn't over. He's still a young person. He can get on with another team. Or he can be that guy that takes over. I think Barnett and Jackson, one of those guys, will be the future for Philadelphia. That's why they did a two-year contract. They want to see, you know, Graham's going to be gone soon. Barnett is going to be the guy next to Sweat. And he's going to be a good player. He's going to be a – I still think he has the potential to be a Pro Bowl player. I'm not calling it. You know, I want to because he has great talent. But I want to see him – you know, I just want to see him do it. And I think he'll, he's going to be the starter. I think he'll be a seven-sack guy, five- to seven-sack guy, pass rusher. That's what I think he'll become for the Eagles. As far as a pro bowler, I don't think he'll be better than Sweat. Not yet. I got to see it. You know, sometimes I got to see it. It's like the 2017 Eagles. I didn't call them a Super Bowl team until they beat Denver. When they beat Denver like they did, I said, okay, now this team, Super Bowl. I didn't call them that when everybody else did. Or I had. I got to see breakdown game for game. I got to see stuff like that happen. Just like I was talking about Penn State. Like, you got to see stuff happen, but looking at the team on paper, they're way more talented than last year. Way more talented. And I think the big difference with them is it's another it's another podcast, but the difference with them is um the running backs. But anyway, um very, very good defensive line. You look at Jordan Davis back in the Fletcher Cox and Hargrave. I keep saying that. I keep saying that, man. Like Hargrave and Cox are problems enough. Everybody probably talking about you think Fletcher Cox isn't heavy. Just look at the twenty seventeen year. In a 2018 year. 
I just want everybody to look up since everybody wants to. I'm not even going to put that out there because since every people have opinions. So look at how he did from 27 to 2018. And then you look at 2020. 2019 to 2020. And then you look at last year. And what do you think he's going to do this year? I just want y'all to analyze that. Go go do your homework. I'm not listen. Some things I do this. I do this. I, I every day. Like that's why I, like some things I say you got to say this for me to say this because I do this. I actually do this night in night out. Don't get no sleep. <laughs> you know, some people look at stats and they look at stats. They don't they don't do it like I do it. So looking at Fletcher Cox with Jordan, that then Milton Williams, nobody's thinking that. Guys like Milton Williams and Taron Jackson and Derek Barnett are really going to eat because you're going to forget about it because of Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat and, and Javon Hargrave. And Davis is going to eat unfairly because he's a problem. But you still got Hargrave and Cox. And they're going to have double teams on those guys. Some teams are going to have du- – who, who do you double team? Their first four, who do you double team now? Because whoever you double team, you got to pick your poison. Then when they rotate, Marlon Tui, Tui Pulotu – is another draft pick from last year. There's another thing to look on this roster. A lot of the draft class guys from last year are all on this team, like making this team, like impressively making this team, not just on it. And you got undrafted free agents. Like, listen, Josh Seals, to see guys make this team from undrafted, just let you know the Eagles are doing a good job scouting. Like, that defensive line is crazy right now. unbelievably crazy right now like nine deep these guys can make noise because you can see some of the stuff they did last year Taron Jackson showed enough last year to make you feel like ooh he can get better or if he gets better or let's work with him or put him in there like he did enough Milton Williams did enough so seeing you have to believe when they put guys like Marlon Tui Pulotu on there and be like yeah this guy's evolved enough to he looked he looked impressive. He looked impressive. He showed enough. We, really what we need him to do, he can put pressure on the quarterback. The big, the big position that to me that I like, because you need as much pass rushes as possible to win. Uh to win even um, Patrick Johnson, Kyron Johnson, and Hassan Riddick. Now Hassan Riddick, we all know is that guy. Ever since I think Micah Parsons made how we go out and say we need a guy that can be a monster like that. And they got a guy who's been doing it not just one year. He's been doing it for a long time. So, I've been seeing this guy since college. He's ready. And you look at Patrick Johnson. I remember him in college. He's ready. Kyron Johnson, I learned about him on the draft. Didn't really see him. I saw his film, and Jesus, he's going to be good on special teams, too. I think Patrick Johnson is. When you got speed and hitters like that, then, you know, they're not going to be the starters. You put them on the special team. They're going to have a lot of monsters on special teams. Josh Job is one. Reed Blankenship is another one. Everybody's talking about Davion Taylor. They know he's talented. I mean, what you see in that, this guy's just too talented. To, to uh, shaky this and that. The man's super talented. So, you know, they know what he's about. Once you get that man in game, they is not letting that guy go. <laughs> Crazy. Um, 
T.J. Edwards, man, since they got him off as undrafted free agent, should have been drafted. Just like Nicobe Dean. Sometimes this is going to make scouts stop putting people so far down after injury. Because Nicobe Dean was a top 10 prospect. Could have been even top five. I remember Leo Collins when the Cowboys got him. Lamar Jackson. For so many times when a player falls. And if you look at this unit, you got N'Kobe Dean and T.J. Edwards. The Eagles stumbled across two steals, undrafted and drafted. Kazir White is going to be Pro Bowl caliber. Who knows if he makes it? But he's going to be one of the best cover corners, if not the best cover corner the Eagles have had in a long time since William Thomas. Sean Bradley is a special teams ace. He's going to be there. He's going to be in the Pro Bowl again. He's a solid linebacker if he starts. I wouldn't call him a pro bowler at all, but he's a solid guy that can start for a lot of teams and be a solid player. But he's like Ike Reese all over again. Am I surprised when the cornerback unit was Josiah Scott? Like, I just didn't think he would make it. I mean, he made it over a lot of guys. Kerry Vincent Jr., Mac McCain, Tay Gowan. That shows a lot. shows his versatility. He's able to go from nickel to safety and play good football. Josh Job, I mean, I knew him or Gertwich would make this team or had the ability to make this team. I just didn't think that, you know, certain guys would get cut. Like Moreland. I didn't think Moreland was going to get cut. Um, they got Zach McPherson. He's proven that he's a guy that can play. You got Job, you got McPherson. And Scott, which, uh, once again, special teams. Nobody's thinking about how good this special teams is going to be. But these guys that can also play in-game, you know, you can move them around. Very good special teams. But Avante Maddox, Bradbury, and Slay is just unbelievable. And if you look at those four guys, you can put McPherson at the fourth guy. You can put Job. Um... Scott can be, and that's a backup nickel guy in case Maddox get hurt. You can switch Maddox or Scott to uh, safety. Just real good versatility there. That is a good unit. It's one of the best in football. Just because of the Bradbury Slay thing, now you got two shutdown corners that solidify it because those are going to be the guys with the priority. That's how you judge this. Do they have a good nickel? One of the best nickels in football. Guy who can guard the slot, Maddox. So this makes this one of the top five units in football. You got young guys like Joe. Like Joe played with Bama, man. He's a standout, big time standout player. Zach McPherson was a guy drafted. So look where that guy stays. And Josiah Scott, they traded for him. He ended up making the team. This is big, man. Michigan State. Josiah Scott, Michigan State. The prize thing was the safety. I didn't know what was happening. I thought it was Harrison Tart. And, um,. Tart just didn't make the impression that they needed. So he quickly made a move for for Chauncey Gardner Johnson. And he put Epps there. Finally, Epps, I've been wanting him really to start. I just think he can be a pro bowler. I think he's the best safety in the whole unit. And then you got Gardner, you just that tough guy you need. When everybody was talking about, oh, you let Rodney McLeod go. It was soon <laughs> like Harry Rosemond didn't even hear that and just was like, okay, how about this guy? You got two young guys now. Now that's a young unit at safety. You know, you could possibly have Job 
and um, McPherson being your guys to lead the future. But it always, with the two first-round draft picks, it always leaves room open. What are they going to do? But who are they going to get now? Like, if, if everybody turns out to be good, we'll, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let's, let's round out the team. Reed Blankenship, another undrafted guy. I mean, you saw his tape. You saw his numbers. I was like, he got the potential to be something big, but you just can't rate something who he played with. You can't always rate everybody. Can he go in and do it? And he did. Kavon Wallace, people was like, oh, Andre Tichiri should have no. Yeah, they already knew how. It's just like um, you look at guys like Taylor. They already know the potential of these guys. No matter what badge you're seeing, they already know the potential. The potential of these guys, what they can do. They don't even need to see much. They don't need to see much from these guys. They need to see much from other guys to make the practice squad. I keep on telling people about preseason. Some guys don't need much. They already see enough. They've already filled them out in the locker room, what type of players they are. So Kavon Wallace is one of those guys. The PUP, they still got Tyree Jackson. That's That's something to look at. That's really a position to look at. If Tyree Jackson comes in and becomes their player, I don't think he'll get no time this year, but I think next year's training camp is big for him. Brett Toth is another guy with talent, another offensive lineman. They just, they, Philadelphia is so deep in offensive line. The practice squad. I saw one person, you know, my guy, um, one of the sports writers, talk about, you know, when Mario Goodrich ain't make the team, he's not good, good, rich enough. I don't know what the hell. It's such one. It's so, such a crazy, crazy. It's crazy. Philadelphia is one of the teams that really benefits from practice squad. They 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 make it good enough to have players that can come in if somebody gets injured. So you don't have to sign nobody. So they put people on the practice squad in case that are good. Like Anthony Harris. Anthony Harris is just him on the practice squad. Just like Jordan Howard. When you got guys like that on your practice squad, that's an advantage. That's an advantage, man. You got vets, guys of Pro Bowl caliber they have they have had Pro Bowl caliber seasons. I'm just saying, man. Island the speedster, the, the Olympic, the Olympic star. Deion Kane was a star and pretty showed they got a guy with some hands that can make plays. Britain Covey can catch the ball, but a return specialist. Those are weapons, man. Those are where's the guys you could put in there to be slot receivers easily right now and be weapons. Kane can play. Uh, I think he could be a number two receiver. I'm not saying he'll be a Pro Bowler, but he's a guy that can make plays. Make plays. Have a hundred yard game or two. If you give him a full season, you're probably looking at six hundred yard guy. He's a guy with some talent. Very interesting. Kennedy Brooks is one of those guys you could put in there. He, he runs like Jordan Howard. 
if you need that power back when somebody gets hurt, you could put Kennedy Brooks in there. I knew he was going to make it. Andre Chicherry, another guy that can come in and and be a um a special team specialist and could be a hard hitting safety, a solid hard hitting safety. You know, you could put him in there next to a uh, Gardner Johnson or Epps if one of them get hurt, and he wouldn't. You know, he wouldn't miss a beat from a guy that can make plays, a hard hitter. LaRaven Clark can come in there and start right now on the offensive line. Mario Goodrich, another, there you go, another talent. Put him right in there. Could be in the nickel, could start. He has that type of just like Joe. I really see the talent in these guys. Noah Tug guy is a guy that has been impressing them since last year. Now you got another tight end along with Tyree Jackson, which is going to be an interesting battle next year with Grant Tatera and Grant Cotera and um, Jack Stoll, Noah Togai, and Tyree Jackson. It's going to be a very good camp battle next year. And, of course, Marvin Wilson is another defensive lineman. They just have – that's a very good practice squad again. Let's talk. We see Jason Peters is going to work out for Dallas soon. And see what happens. If he, if he signs with Dallas, oh, my God, that's crazy. That's crazy. And then again, Eagle fans will be like, well, y'all got our seconds, which is Peters is a Hall of Famer. That's hurt. That hurts if he signs with Dallas. But of course, Eagle fans will say, well, you got him after we didn't want him no more. Peters is a Hall of Famer, man. Eagle great, man. I, I don't care what he is. I don't want him signing with Dallas. Um, looking at this team, man, I mean. This is going to be a, it's pretty interesting to see what happens. Uh, Ian Brooks is probably the third qu- quarterback on this team. If I see who's, who's going to be, what part of this team is. I know the defense looks good. I know the defense looks good, but the offense looks supercharged. Supercharged. I mean, with a great offensive line, that's the first thing you focus on. You can talk about weapons all you want, but do you have – and then you want Jalen Hurts to be your future quarterback. They want him to be. But if he's not, they're ready with the draft picks. But do you want him to be? And if you want him to be, you've got to put him in the best chance to succeed. You have a top three offensive line, arguably the best in football, but i got to see it happen first because you got new guys like Landon Dickinson, you know. What gives everybody that, that stare tour because everybody has experience and Dixon got experience, but, you know, Malata has a whole season of experience starting and Johnson and Samala and um, Kelsey are Super Bowl champions. <laughs> so it, it looks like the best in football, but we will see. I know it's definitely top three. But you got three running backs, all guys who have impacted, and you know, and won games for them. As long as your quarterback, your running back can win games, you don't have to be a Pro Bowl. Just win games. Can they game well? He's been an impact. He's impacted games. If you can get three running backs that can impact your game without being, Sanders is a Pro Bowler. Gamewell looks like he can be a Pro Bowl type of running back. No question, he can be a very dangerous running back. Scott, you know, he's in between. I'm not going to say Pro Bowl, but, man, he's a very effective. He's Darren Sproles-like. 
You just ain't seen him return kicks like Dan Sproles. But the man can catch the ball. He can run the ball. He's fast. He's strong for his size. With an offensive line. Then you see um, the receivers. I mean, one, two, three. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith. What's better than having two number ones? Then you got Quez Watkins running four threes. The way he played last year, you should be very afraid of those three. Just Joe's three alone. Then you got Zach Pascal. And they probably put uh, Patane Covey at number five and let him put return kicks. I think that's going to happen. We'll see. But that's a good four receivers right there. Pascal can make plays. He can, uh, You just need the guy that can make plays at number four. That's it. Three and four, as long as they can make plays. And Watkins is explosive. And Pascal has been the type of guy to make plays with teams. So that's a dangerous four. Then you got Dallas Goddard. The only question is, can Grant Katerra, I mean, he has all the talent to make plays. Hurts knows him. Good to know your, your receivers. Just two to three receivers he's known. In, in the, he's known Brown. He's his best friend. Smith and Calterra, he knew them in college. So that's good for your quarterback to have that chemistry with those guys. Other guys on this team have all seen him last year. They've all been around Hurts. This is a good chemistry-based unit. Running backs, you know, offensive line, they all know their quarterback. This is a real dangerous, dangerous, dangerous offense. And the defense just, just built up, didn't it? Like... T.J. Edwards stayed on this team. It was no. Everybody thought N'Kobe Dean was going to take his spot. T.J. Edwards was. A, I knew that it wasn't going to be that easy at all. I said, "Y'all, come on." T.J. Edwards just came here and amazed everybody. He's an undrafted rookie, and we all talked about how good he was in college and one of the top linebackers in that draft that didn't get drafted. And you just think Dean was going to come and take it from him after what he did last year? No, it's not going to happen. But to have him backing up. You still got Kyron Johnson and Patrick Johnson's edge rushers backing up um, Tassan Riddick. Wow. These guys can really get up to the quarterback. Both of them. You got Davion Taylor and N'Kobe Dean as your backups to Kaiser White and TJ Edwards. This is big. This is a real good... It was a time when linebacker was such a question. Such a question. Now... It was guys like Taylor, and last year, Dean and Taylor would have started. I mean, you know Alex Singleton was there, but they would have gotten way more time. They would have been starting. I think Taylor got hurt, and if Dean was with this team last year, coming into camp, he would have started. It would have been Edwards and Dean and Singleton. And then you had Taylor, who Taylor could have beat out um, Singleton with his talent, but Singleton played a good, he had a good game. I mean, he had a good season. But now guys like Taylor and Dean, who would have been in contention to start and really endangering jobs, no, it's not going down like that. Not with Riddick, Kazir White, and Edwards. Now you got guys that, like Taylor and Dean could start for teams. I guarantee you the bottom half, like they say, bottom half of teams, Kyron Johnson and Patrick Johnson would have got more time with like the bottom 10 teams in this league. Now they're going to get their time, but not like 
they would with those teams. So they have a deep unit. Then you look at cornerback, I mean, <sighs> Jesus. So now the, who, who do you see? Now the Lions, I'll talk about that next um, next week, talk about that matchup. But let's talk about who are the Pro Bowlers. Do I think Hurts is going to do his job? I, yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with yeah. But they're ready if he don't. I think Hurts becomes a Pro Bowler. I think Smith and, and Brown becomes Pro Bowlers. I think uh, Miles Sanders becomes a Pro Bowler. I think Malata, Johnson, and Kelsey all become Pro Bowlers, with, with the exception of maybe Dickerson. But Malata, Kelsey, and Johnson definitely will be Pro Bowlers. Um, you look at... Defense, man, I think Brandon Graham's going to be in the Pro Bowl. I think Josh Sweat's going to be in the Pro Bowl. I think, man, that is crazy to look at their line. All four of those guys could be on the Pro Bowl, but I don't think all four of them make it. I think Brandon Graham and Sweat make it. And Cox, man, how can you take out Hargrave? That is, that is... They, they could end up being, now nobody talks about it, but this could end up being the best full front four in football. So I'm, I'm going to go with Graham. I think Brandon Graham and Josh Sweat make the Pro Bowl. For sure. Hargrave and Cox could virtually not make it. We'll see what happens, but we'll come back to that. As far as linebacker, I think Kazir White makes the Pro Bowl. I don't think Edwards does, but Kazir White makes it, and so does Hassan Reddick. I think Bradbury and Slay make the Pro Bowl. I think Marcus Epps makes the Pro Bowl. Now, we count those guys. It's a lot of guys, right? I said Hurts. I said Sanders. I said Smith. I said Brown. Goddard. I forgot Goddard. Then we got three offensive linemen. That's eight. Then you got nine and ten with Graham and Sweat. Then you got Kazir White and, and, and Hassan Reddick. That's 12. Then you got Bradbury and Slay. I mean, if not both, one of them makes the Pro Bowl. That's 13. Then Epps, that's 14. I'm going to go with that. And then 15 with Sean Bradley. And that's it. 15 Pro Bowlers. Yes, 15 Pro Bowlers. This is a very talented roster. Everybody can't make it. Everybody can't make it. You know, so that's why I say Cox and, and, and Hargrave could miss out. I just think Sweat's going to have a big year, and I think Graham's going to have a big year. If Graham don't make it, it's going to be Hargrave and Sweat. If Graham don't make it, it's going to be Hargrave, Cox, and Sweat. Like, I think Sweat makes it for sure. That is a very good four unit. That, that's the probably the one unit. It's just two units where everybody could make it. And that's the defensive line and Bradbury and Slay. You know, I just think at least they have 14. That's a lot of guys, right? So somebody can't make it. So I think Slay makes it. I think uh, it, it could be cut down if Slay and just Cox and Sweat make it. 
you know, instead of having Graham make it, instead of having Hart, I think Cox gets his Pro Bowl nod. I think Sweat gets it. Because there's going to be some double teams, but some people's not going to get it. Uh, that's why I say Cox is one. When I first made the, the selection, I was like, Cox ain't going to make it, man. It's going to be too many double teams on him and Graham. And that's going to cause Hargrave and Sweat. So if you want to choose Hargrave and Sweat, that would be a good pick. Because it's going to be it's going to be double teams. And Hargrave and Sweat are going to eat off Cox and Graham getting double teams. So you can even go that route. Um, Bradbury, everybody can't make it, but I think Bradbury and Slay could be those guys to make it. But Slay's definitely gonna make it. Um, I still think Kazai White's gonna make it. Such an all-around talent, and, and Reddick. So you look at those two guys with Hargrave and Sweat. And Marcus Epps, I just think Marcus Epps is gonna make it this year. Chauncey Gardner-Johnson is definitely going to have a Pro Bowl caliber year like like McLeod always had. But I think Epps ends up getting the numbers to be on that unit. And I think Sean Bradley makes special teams. It's a good team. Who do I think will come up and play from practice squad or be called up because of injury? That's a hard choose. It could be an offensive lineman getting hurt. Uh, Raven Clark. There's a lot of receivers on board. But see, we don't want none of those guys to get hurt. But just to see, just say it happens, it could be Deion Kane. You look at other guys um, that can come up. Anthony Harris, quick, very quick. It'll be the first, I mean, very quick. Because you can easily put him in and put Epps back at backup, let him do the special teams. But if Epps becomes that guy, that won't happen. You know, if somebody else gets hurt, you just want to add a guy to the roster, you add Harris and put Epps as a backup, let him play around the field. But somebody got to get hurt. Running back. It's always that. Look at Miles Sanders. Kennedy Brooks is a guy that can eat up yards. He can eat him up. Another pick. The Michael Perrine was another guy. He was a fourth-round pick. Uh, big time. Eighth, eighth most rushing yards. Around 2,400 rushing yards for his career. 22 touchdowns. But Florida signed with the Eagles. Was with the Jets. And he was definitely a highly talented guy out of high school. He turned down an offer from Alabama to be with Florida. 5'11", 216. Type of big back you want. That type of running style, like Kennedy Brooks, they got two running backs that can run and eat up yardage, has power. Good pickup. I feel like it's a good practice squad has some people on there. If somebody gets hurt, they can put them in there and let them play. And it runs good with their offense. So the Eagles are ready, man. The Eagles are ready. I see a lot. Um, it's so many different. I mean, it's just, this roster is so talented in so many different ways. Um, 
a lot of people, a lot of people ask who you think will be the future at, at safety. The thing is, it's two first round draft picks. Eagles now have two seventh round picks. First round picks, second, third, and the fourth pick now in 2023. They're pretty nice right now. Listen, if things go down, they can just keep their picks. Who would they get? Would they get a quarterback? Now, if everything goes right with this team, and you're looking at who they could get, they could possibly get another cornerback to, to, to compliment whoever wants Slay or Bradbury goes to battle with those other guys. They could possibly get another safety, a big-time safety that could battle it out. Um, but you know you got Gardner, Johnson, and Epps, but it's that if everything works out, would they go after him? Will they go after a safety to challenge them? Is that, is that going to be enough? Are they going to want to sign those guys to those type of extensions? But if everything goes right, Garn, Epps and Garner Johnson are this future. Who else could they get? They can get another defensive lineman. Do they think Barnett is the guy? If everything works out, then you still could get a guy to upgrade over Barnett and let Barnett be a backup. Do you go for another defensive lineman to put next to Davis to back up, you know, because when Cox's gone, it's going to be Davis. You get another defensive lineman in the first round because Hargrave is not going to be there forever. Do you get a linebacker? You know, do you get a linebacker? Do you give Edwards an extension? Is, is it the linebacker you're going to get going to be so good because Edwards is good, but there's guys that could be even better. So is Kazar Wright. He's good, but there are guys that could be even better for the future. It's Taylor. I mean, linebacker is a position to think about. Running back is another position. <clears throat> another position to think about. Could you get a big-time tight end? Who knows? Could you get another offensive lineman, another guard? There's a lot of ways they can go here. You can get another receiver, a guy that could be next to Watkins or better than Watkins. Let Watkins be number four. There's so many different ways you can go with a roster that's deep. So I'm out, y'all. Just give y'all Eagles preview of what I think this team is going to be nice. I think... Where do I see them going? I say conference championship. Just looking at how wide open NFC is, that yes, they are a top three team. Only teams I see we got you know face is St. Louis is the champions. I mean, excuse me. People are saying St. Louis, the Rams, Los Angeles Rams are the champions. And you got the Buccaneers. But you got other so many teams around like San Fran, but they're not proven like that. You know, you just got Trey Lance and you got Debo. I mean, you got uh, Arizona is a team that is always going to be tough to me with Kyler Murray and Hopkins and a Watt and the Ertz. Like, so much to build around. The Saints have a good defense, but uh, looking at Winston, he's good, but he's not at his point to where you could say solidified, to where he's a solidified problem. He has a lot of good talent, but not enough to say he can they, – like they're over the Eagles. Only the Bucks and the Packers lost too much. Packers lost too much, man. Cowboys, they have a roster, but 
they also lost some. They didn't really add nothing to that to make you feel like, oh, they're over the Eagles. Not even close. They could, they really could have added to this roster, making them better from last year because it was a good roster last year. They actually decreased. It's just not enough team players or enough uh, talent, talented teams in the NFC to go over what the Eagles have done. They have clearly separated themselves from a lot of teams. It's the Rams and the Bucks who I'm worried about. That's it. So I think conference championship to me. That's what I'm going for. Super Bowl, I have to see them be a certain type of team in order for me to say Super Bowl. So we're going to have to go game for game. And that's it. So I'm out, y'all. Lita Johnson. Um, follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow Lita.